people of the world, hello and welcome to the Brothers Talk with your hosts, Rod, Scott, and Norm, where our purpose is a simple one. Tune into our weekly podcast each Friday, wherever you listen to your favorite programs or on this website to hear us, three black, unfiltered African-American men with no strings attached, giving voice as the most feared, most misunderstood, and most rarely heard from segment of the population on topics of interest to us for education, enlightenment, and entertainment. To reach us with your comments, questions, and suggestions, we're at The Brothers Talk on Twitter, The Brothers Talk on Instagram, the Facebook group of the same name, and if you care to share in more detail, hit us up at the email address, thebrotherstalk at gmail.com. Also, stay tuned for details about our upcoming news and perspective show on Millennium TV's M24 streaming news station. Welcome back, and thank you for joining us for this week's edition of the podcast, and we appreciate you for your time, your comments, and we're extremely grateful to you for spreading the word about the show and what we're doing to keep the emphasis on Black economic empowerment. The pandemic is still ravaging our communities, both health and business-wise, and there's a lot of confusion about the vaccines, so hopefully that will be resolved with the new administration. God knows it couldn't be worse than what this orange sociopath left us. So let's see what happens. We're actually recording this particular episode on the MLK holiday, and we can't think of a more fitting way to celebrate it than by doing whatever you can to support black business. We want to remind you that MLK was as much about economic inequality as he was about civil rights. And we have to take care of our own just like every other ethnic group does. But they're also able to do it with our assistance. We've got to do better in understanding how supporting black businesses is investing in our own futures. As we say in our 12-point plan for relaunching Black Wall Street nationwide and in that Facebook group, let's start one household at a time. And if you're on Facebook, check out the black businesses in our sister group, hashtag Black Dollars Matter, where we've got some 4,000 members between the two of them. Once again, please don't forget this nation's great shame that there are those struggling with food and housing insecurity. This is definitely something that has got to change under the new administration. But until then, please support your local food banks and the Lord's work they're doing. We're continuing to support Chef Dion Kakuda and his organization, Disabled Combat Veterans Youth Program, who are addressing hunger by literally feeding thousands of families in northern New Jersey. And they're doing it entirely through donations and all volunteers. Check them out at dcvyp.org. That's D for disabled, C for combat, B for veterans, Y for youth, P for program.org. Go to dcvyp.org and give what you can. You'll be blessed that you did. And now, once again, here are Scott and Norm. Hey, family. Like Ross said, we want to thank you for your continued support. You also need to continue. I know that small businesses are being impacted by the pandemic, but still seek them out and seeking you support them. As usual, and as always, be safe out there. Brothers and sisters, today we celebrate a great revolutionary, someone who sacrificed everything for our well-being. And on that note, let's do everything with that in mind in regards to our community. This week, we welcome Brandon Davenport to the show. Brandon co-founded his first startup, Vesta Mobile Solutions, in 2007, which he sold to Aegis Mobile in 2010. After that, he was employed for a short time in corporate America, working in digital technology, focusing on developing and launching new products and customer acquisition for Fortune 500 companies like American Express, DirecTV, and PricewaterhouseCoopers. 
In 2016, he reunited with his Vesta Mobile co-founder to launch Bauba Clothing to answer the question, why is it so hard to find quality, long-lasting, eco-friendly apparel? And in 2019, Brandon appeared on the ABC television show Shark Tank. A Baltimore native, Brandon currently resides in Los Angeles and is in the middle of an equity co-founding campaign to scale Bauba to the next level. So we're glad to have you in the mix today, Brandon, and please introduce yourself and tell the folks what else you want them to know about yourself. All right. Well, I appreciate you having me on the show today. Thank you very much for, for having me uh, and happy MLK Day to all who are listening. Um, so, I mean, first, let me just, uh, I guess, correct the pronunciation, which is, uh, is Baobab. Um, so Baobab is the tree of life. Um, it grows in Africa uh, and, and also Australia, uh, and it, it supports the, um, the, all the, the people and animals that live around the tree. So we wanted to name our, our company Baobab um, fitting so because not only do we believe it looks good, but that our clothes are designed to last a long time, just like the tree of life, which the Baobab represents. So what do I want to talk about today? Let, let's see. There's so many things. There's so many things happening in the news, so many things happening in the world. Um, you know, one thing that's always top of mind uh, for myself of course, is is the craziness that's going on in the U.S. But uh, we're going to get into that. But let, let's talk about something else, uh, which is uh, near and dear to me right now, which is you mentioned that we're, uh, you know, we're running equity crowdfunding campaign. Uh, one thing that, you know, that we're doing with Bail Bob is that we want Bail Bob, um, our company, to, you know, to, to be a global recognized brand, um, you know, similar to a Ralph Lauren or a Tommy Hilfiger. And so, you know, we're, we're, uh, we're launched, we've launched this equity crowdfunding campaign, which allows everyday non-accredited investors and accredited investors to participate and own a piece of the company. Um, why that means a lot to and why we went the equity, uh, crowdfunding route is because when you think about, uh, black owners, uh, attempting to raise money through the, the VC venture capital route, um, only 1% of all companies funded by venture capitalists, that's billions of dollars being invested in every year, um, is awarded to black people. 1%. And so that's, you know, a bunch of people who look like each other in a room together, this gets his money or not. And so what my, my co-founder and I, my, one of my closest friends, we decided when we uh, in raising money for, for Baobab and, and taking Baobab to the next level, we want to give our customers, um, our people in our community a chance that once we blow up and, and, and become a huge brand, that they will be rewarded as well. Imagine like investing in Nike when Nike first, you know, got going or, you know, for that matter, Ralph Lauren or, um, you know, some of the contemporaries, Airbnb, right? We're giving our, our community an opportunity to, to to be a part of that. So I welcome everyone who's listening. I welcome you guys to join us in that effort. We can talk about that in, in, in the business however you want to go and take the conversation. Um, but if you are interested in joining us um, and, and, and investing and becoming a part owner, um, you can visit our, our page at www.republic.co. Uh, and that's forward slash Baobab, that's B-A-O-B-A-B, that's clothing.com. So republic.co slash Baobab-clothing.com, or you can search us on republic.co and our, and our company will come up. Okay, Brandon, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you made the transition from 
working in like mobile digital technology over to clothing. Yeah, yeah, no, no. So, um, you know, I, I wear clothes every day, right? <laughs> and, so, and so, and specifically, you know, uh, I, I wore polo shirts almost, almost religiously every day. That was my uniform. So, you know, whatever, you know, uh, pants or whatever I wear, but the polo shirt was my go-to item. And it didn't, what I discovered was that it didn't matter if I spent, you know, $200 on a luxury, I'll call it a Burberry shirt or a $10 shirt from H&M, they literally would all fail in the same way after I would wash and wear them a few times. And so being that I worked into the product development space, um, but in the digital capacity, um, you know, I was you know, just trying to figure out there has to be a better way. Like, what is the way, why are clothes sort of designed the way they are designed? Uh, why do they fail so quickly? These are all the questions that we sort of had and how can we create um, clothes that last longer? So it, it took us on this, this wild goose chase of trying to figure that out and a bunch of research and development and testing and learning. Um, but ultimately, you know, after we figure out how to make this happen, we said, oh, this, this makes business sense um, to, to dominate this market um, and to grow in this space. And so that's why we made that move. So, Brandon, in terms of your research in developing this shirt or designing a better yeah. shirt, would that yeah. process apply to any clothing? Say you decide to, to do socks or stretch pants that women wear all the time, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Is it the same process or you been planning and are you planning to uh, extend your, your uh, line to just to more than just polo shirts? Yes, that's a great question. So I, I love to tee up. So what the process that, that we, um, that we, that we developed in creating clothes, I, I, I leverage my experience working in corporate America and I, we given it our own name, uh, which is called undeniably better. Um, the undeniably better product development process, right? So, um, first what we do is we interview people who, um, uh, we believe would be customers of our, of our products, right? So in the very beginning, we interviewed 500 um, potential customers of our future polo shirt. We got to understand what their pain points were, what their frustrations were. You know, it come to find out they were very similar to some of the things that we were experiencing, fading, shrinking. After you wash it a few times, you get stains on it, that bacon collar, all those things. So we can apply that same, and we're doing that right now because we're in the process of developing an undeniably better uh, T-shirt. Um, but first we take that, um, you know, the, the surveys, we send them out, uh, and then we, you know, we then start from there. We look at the data, we look at the research, and then we just figure out what is it that we're going to do to uh, make this product undeniably better. So there's four pillars that fit within un what undeniably better means. So it's superior quality, function, design, and value. So once if our product, our new product fits within those four pillars, we've done our job successfully and we can you know sell sell a lot of them so um but that's what we focus on making it undeniably better uh under those four pillars who does your manufacturing it's all so right now for our publishers um and a part of that process i thought about is uh is done in peru so for whatever product we're making so right now of course is the one shirt that we talk about but um we're we're going to select a country that is known for um, superior uh, manufacturing ability in that particular product. So for knitwear, knit goods, um, where we source Pima cotton, which is the best cotton in the world, um, it's all done in Peru. So our cotton is grown 60 miles away from where our, where our shirts are uh, are cut and sewn. 
And we hear a lot about crowdfunding these days. And obviously, uh, whenever these new vehicles for funding businesses come up, you know, we're usually at the back of the line. So what would you uh, say to our listeners about how that process works? And what was your introduction to pursuing that line of uh, funding? Yeah, so I mean, we decided to uh, go crowdfunding. I mentioned a few minutes ago because we saw this as an opportunity, an opportunity to invite our our customers and our overall community to participate in our growth, right? And then we also recognize that um, you know, aging with the VC space uh, can can sometimes be a waste of time, just given. The, uh, you know, what I've talked about in terms of the results and, and the number of black people that they, they actually invest in. And there's many studies and reasons why, you know, they, they make that decision, um, you know, to, to underfund or not fund black businesses, mainly because of a bias, right? You know, they look around, maybe, they, and, you know, they're sourcing deals from places that don't have black people in their networks and so forth, or, um, they're not comfortable with, uh, you know, not investing. Of course, it's not conscious, right? In their mind, they're not saying this to themselves. If you ask them, of course, are they being racist? They're not going to, you know, say that. And they don't believe that to be the case. Um, but that's ultimately what, what they, you know, what ends up happening as a result is that these businesses aren't funded. So rather than, and we spent a little time, you know, going this route and we found that it not to be, you know, fruitful, right? We found ourselves explaining things that should should be understood, and and so forth. And so we, uh, you know, we said, okay, let's let's go this route um, of crowdfunding. Let's uh, look at uh, Republic, which is the Republic platform um, is is uh, a renowned platform that has is sprung out of a um, a syndicate uh, which is called AngelList. Um, Angel, so the AngelList, they created Republic and they only accept 3% of the companies that apply to be a part of this platform to fundraise. So we go through this, uh, you know, this long due diligence process. They had a bunch of audits. Um, ultimately it has to be approved by the Security and Exchange Commission for us to begin this, uh, the, this crowd fundraise. So for us on Republic, everyone who invests in Bob receives a security exchange of a security that they hold on to um, that represents a, a, a ownership in the company. So how did you, you said that you, the manufacturing is done in Peru. What were the challenges in terms of finding a reputable, dependable manufacturer in Peru? Yeah, no, no. So it, we mentioned this to me, like this was our first attempt. This was my first exposure into working in, you know, physical manufacturing and development, right? So before my experience was in the digital things, right? So mobile apps and, and so forth and computer software. And so, you know, when trying to figure out like where to manufacture and, and where to find a breath of manufacturing is not simple as typing into Google and figuring this out. I mean, it, this was, it was literally the, 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 the wildest experience trying to find, find this out. And, and, you know, you, you, uh, you, you call one manufacturer and, and, you know, sometimes they'll take your call. Sometimes they won't. Sometimes they will. And then, you know, you go down this whole process. But I mean, I would say, you know, we've been blessed to find, um, our manufacturing partner, um, uh, because they've been ideal for us. 
uh, you know, they've been, you know, they were willing to work with us at, at an early stage um, and help us in developing, um, you know, the, the products that we have today um, and, and getting it out there to folks. So, um, but it was definitely a, a hunt. We, we went to the, um, what's it called? It was, in, it was in, at the Javits Center in New York. There was a, a fabric convention and there's thousands and thousands of fabric companies from around the world. Um, are represented there, and so I recommend anyone who you know is interested in that um, in, in this space. Um, once the world sort of turns back to, to normal, um, and they have the show again, to uh, you know to visit that show, and, and that will either inspire them or they can meet with a partner that will help them in developing their uh, you know their 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 goal. There. Do you see any future in manufacturing in Africa? Oh, absolutely. And we we look forward to being able to explore this. We've been approached by uh, a few folks. Um, you know, it's still very early on. Um, but if anyone is aware or have any relationships there, um, I would love to have that conversation uh, with them. Again, it's we do in our development process and our manufacturing process. We look for you know what is this region, what is this area, you know, uh, most effective at creating our building, you know, and so we would have to figure out for, you know, that particular market, that particular region where we would work in Africa, what they're known for, what they're, you know, experts at. Um, and so that, I would say that would be, that's our, our criteria. Um, but I would love, I would love to, to explore that and make that happen. All right. Thank you, Brandon, for coming in and being with us on the show this week. And that's it for another edition or our positive black experience of the week is Brandon Davenport's new venture. And so I'm going to let him tell you once again how you can find out more and how to contact them and potentially be a part of their crowdfunding process. All right. Awesome. Thank you for again having me on the show. Um, for anyone who's listening, you know, I invite you to check us out. Learn more about what we're doing at Bayabob Clothing. Um, so you can check out our website at www.bayabobclothing.com, um, where really our focus, our mission is to create high quality, long lasting, eco-friendly clothing, uh, starting with the polo shirt. Uh, if you're interested after you, you know, check us out, maybe after you purchase a shirt, after you experience Bayabob and you would like to be an owner and like to invest, uh, please take a look at us, um, at republic.co. Uh, slash Baobab dash clothing uh, to be an investor in our crowdfunding uh, campaign uh, and for your chance to to own the future of manufacturing and, and, and high quality goods. So I uh, look forward for you to join us uh, in our in our journey ahead. All right. So we are, are done for another week and we remind you, as always, you can follow us at The Brothers Talk on Twitter, The Brothers Talk on Instagram and the Facebook group of the same name. And of course, if you want to go long form, there is the brothers talk at gmail.com. Once again, we appreciate all of the continued support, the comments, the letters, the tweets. So continue to spread the word. And we look forward to being back with you again next week. So until then, much love, continued gratitude. And as always, remember, let's do better today because that's all we really have.